This morning we are speaking briefly about love's arrival. Throughout this Advent season we've been talking about uh, four different Greek words for love. We talked about sibling love, the love between brothers and sisters, but not only that, the love between very close friends. And, and that was, uh, that was filial love. And then we, we also talked about the love between family, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that was storge love. But we talked not only about how that love exists, hopefully, between family members, blood family members, or adopted family members, but also how that love e- even more ought to exist among Christ followers. We talked about the saying, for example, that blood is thicker than water and about how Jesus tells us that in reality it's supposed to be precisely the opposite. That, that we, don't, we don't stick together with those who are our blood relatives more than we stick together with those who are Christ followers, as in those who are joined by the waters of baptism, but rather that truly our family, as Jesus says, are those who do the will of our Heavenly Father. Then we talked as well about romantic love. We talked about how uh, romantic love, the love between spouses, for example, is supposed to be this love that is the most intimate of human loves. And as such, it it often is used as a metaphor for Christ's love for the church. For how God loves the church. How God loves His people. Even how when God's people are unfaithful, God nonetheless continues to love His people. And we talked also about agape love. The the self-sacrificing love that God has for us, but also because of God's self-sacrificing love for us, the love that we can have for others and for the people of this world. And so this morning, we must talk briefly about what love's arrival looks like. For we know from John, from 1 John, that God is love. And we know that Jesus is God. God, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That God is always in eternal, loving relationship within God's self. And that we were created in God's image to be those who love, just as God loves us. And so what does that look like? Listen to what we hear in Philippians. What we hear in Philippians chapter uh, 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 7 and following. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing 
by taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. This is what love really looks like. This is what Christmas is all about. Right? We, we, we often think to ourselves, and, and this is wonderful and lovely and nice, we, we think to ourselves about all the warm fuzzies with Christmas. Right? It's a cozy time, a time when you gather together with family, you share presents and you eat lots of food and you have celebrations and it's, it's wonderful, it's really, really, really nice. But the reason that we do that it is rooted in something that was not probably very comfortable. Philippians tells us, Paul tells us in the book of Philippians that, that God, God Himself in Jesus Christ emptied Himself of everything, becoming in very nature a servant. Can you imagine what it must be like to empty yourself of everything in order to just become a servant? And I'm, I'm thinking here that, that I'm having trouble imagining it, and perhaps you are too. Imagine you are, <laughs> I don't want you to take this too far, but imagine you are God. <laughs> you have all the power in the universe. You can do everything. You have all the power beyond the universe. In fact, you created and you keep going everything that there is, sustaining it constantly from moment to moment. You have all knowledge. You have all the wisdom. You have all the power. You are God. And you become a person. Not just any person, but a, a baby. And not just any baby, but a baby in a manger because there's no room anywhere else in the cold to an unmarried mother. And you're so helpless. All you can do is cry and long for your mother's warmth and comfort and think to yourself, maybe, what have I done? You empty yourself of everything. Why? Because you love people who hate you. The Bible says to us very clearly that while we were still His enemies, Christ came to die for us. Gave up His life for us. This is absolutely incredible. Mind-bogglingly incredible that God would not only give up all of these things all this knowledge all this power all this wisdom all this authority all this all all of being God but would would come and be one of us but then not only do that but as the scriptures say become obedient even death 
to death on a cross. And yet, that's what love looks like. That is what we are called to be like. You see, because it's not just Jesus who does this. I mean, certainly the scale is far beyond anything we could possibly imagine. Right? We are certainly nowhere near God. I I mean, in terms of power and authority and so on. Hopefully, we are near to God in relationship. But this is what God calls us to do. To also empty ourselves and become servants. So that we can live the way that God meant us to to live. We are created in God's image. You are in God's image. You, you wonderful people. Me, uh, yeah, I'm wonderful too, I guess. But I was created in God's image. I was created to serve you. And to love you. And you were created to serve me and love me. And we were created to serve one another and love one another. Why? Because that is what God called us to do. That is what God created us to do. And so God gives us the living, breathing baby of an example that lives and grows and and learns just like we do and serves serves so much that He dies. This is why Christmas is so incredible. Because Christ came and served us. Partly so that we could learn to serve others in Christ's name. This is one of the huge reasons why we give gifts at Christmas. This is one of the huge reasons that we have the saying, it is better to give than to receive. Because we are hopefully remembering during this season of Christmas that the giving is symbolic of the serving. Brothers and sisters, I hope and pray and trust that you will have a wonderful Christmas time that you will celebrate, that you will give and receive gifts, that you will eat together and enjoy one another's company, that you will celebrate, and that through it all, you will remember the servant who is Christ our Lord. And because you remember Him, you will in turn serve God and each other. Amen.